I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad, a very special episode, not only because I'm joined by my compatriot, my one, my only, Shane W. Brennan. Uh, hello, Shane. Uh, but hello. we're also joined uh, by the enigmatic David Byrne, head of creative in Thinkhouse. David, thank you for joining us on I Love That Ad. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, an absolute honor. Um, I had the pleasure of first meeting David many, many moons ago on, on the Quasette uh, during our, our time in Cannes. And I don't know how you felt about it, uh, David, but it was that was my first time there uh, and it was a, a major eye opener. So it was uh, it was it was great to, to meet all those many years ago and see the amazing development and journey that Think House has gone on since uh, since those 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 years ago how how is how's things going in think house uh these days think house is is flying yeah we're we're in a great place um at the moment i'm trying to think what year that that kind of trip was was it 2016 i think it was 2016 yeah, yeah. Um, that was my one and only time in can believe it or not Um, never went back since uh great work so it was shite for you it was, you, you, it was you hated it, it you no know, no i did i did enjoy it and i i loved the work and um i mean it, it's very hard not to go to can and not come back you know really really inspired um mm-hmm. but no we never went back since um but yeah no think guys we're, we're flying at the moment we we grew a lot during lockdown which we were very very, very lucky to do and um, working mm. with a lot of uh, brands in the in the global mm-hmm. and domestic market um, and hopefully from maybe some of the ads that I'm going to chat you through you might get an idea of the type of work that we're, we're doing and the, the type of work that we personally are, 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 are most comfortable with um, so yeah would I be wrong or is this an outdated perception of of, of Think House and, and kind of the creative drive that, that you and the team have where you're the youth focused mm-hmm. uh, uh, agency, you have a very, very, um, very, very depth in, in in terms of, you know, uh, the green agenda, not from a, and I don't know, that sounds loaded in terms of an agenda, but but actually genuinely what it means to be green and what it means to be earth conscious in a, in a real way for for brands uh, is is that still kind of those two routes are they still the main focus of think house or is it, is it broadened beyond that very much um and they, they i suppose they, they sort of go hand in hand so um youth marketing and youth culture has always been at the heart of what we do we specialize in, in the youth audience obviously we have um a whole portfolio of, of wonderful clients who maybe skew a little bit higher in terms of age demographic but you know, from a creative perspective, um, that really exciting youth thinking and youth energy really drives our ideas. And I think all the best ideas come from youth culture and then they grow and they change and maybe an older demographic come in and make it their own. I mean, look at TikTok, you know, it started with 13 year olds and now it's 35 year olds on the platform. Um, and, you know, when I talk about how, you know, that goes hand in hand with the, the green agenda and, you know, sustainability, um, it is, you know, such a, a massive thing for young people at the moment, the climate crisis and, um, you know, what it means for them growing up and for, for their future. So for us to to really, and we were so passionate about it in the agency, for us to really take it on board and live it through, through the work that we do and really talk about it openly and transparently in the industry, um, it was something that was, you know, an absolute no-brainer. So Planet, 
actually is, a, is an offering from the, the Think House team. And we have a full planet team with some, you know, amazing insight into how you can do advertising and the work that we do in a really sustainable way. Um, so that will be something that I don't think will ever change um, within the agency. Yeah. That's it's 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 fascinating and scary in terms of those two topics are ever changing uh, from yeah. alone year on year, but month on month. And and uh, I, I don't mean this in, a, in, a, in any kind of critical sense, but we're not the springest chickens in the coop uh, when it comes to to uh, to the age demographics that especially if you're a youth, youth agency that you're talking to teens, you're talking to young adults and and those life stages are evolving so quickly how do you stay stay connected with those audience knowing kind of the what's what's on their minds what will resonate with them and, and stay inspired as the head of creative yourself as well as as the wider team i mean i, I really feel yeah you have to live it so i will be 38 next birthday but i <laughs> i truthfully feel like i'm i'm 16 you know i run a club night uh, i dj at festivals I have a, you know, a, a circle of friends who are all ages. Um, I'm obsessed with, with online culture and youth culture and um, just everything that goes with it. And I, I think it's not just about understanding it, it's, it's about being authentically part of it and uh, having respect for, for it as well. Um, so we, mm-hmm. during lockdown, I don't know if you saw, we, we partnered with Culture Night and um, you know, what a lot of people maybe over the age of 30, 35, you might care about it too much, but uh, club culture is being decimated from from Ireland. You know, nightclubs are closing. They're being knocked down for, you know, hotels and, um, you know, stuff that isn't really appealable to young people. So we did a massive campaign during lockdown where we um, projected a beautiful creative we partnered with algorithm on former clubs around uh, Dublin um, and it got really good you know feedback and it was a real you know nod from the from the young people to sort of say you know almost like an acknowledgement um, but it was something that was important to them and we acted on it and you know there were people in the agency who clubbing is so important to them and um, so it was it, it felt like it was something that we should do so I think um, living it, but also surrounding yourself with young people. Like, I mean, everyone in Think House mm-hmm. is, you know, comes from the same mindset. We have a very young demographic and um, we're our hardest critics. Um, but the work that we do, if something amazing will be told in within seconds on social media. Um, so it, it keeps us on our toes. And, you know, truthfully, it, it keeps the work really exciting. And I, I think that's interesting around talking to just the youth in general, because particularly coming out of the pandemic, the youth were hit very hard. Yeah. Like I have a younger brother who had to do his leave insert and his two, he's going into his third year of college now and he's never, he doesn't met any of his classmates. So when I think back to my life, what I was doing when I was 17, 18, 19, 20, when you're begging for freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was the whole world was while, while a lot of young people can feel like the whole world is kind of not allowing them to do what they want. It was genuinely not allowing them to do where, what exactly what they wanted. So I think it's it's really interesting to be doing stuff like that and kind of protecting that kind of club culture and bringing it back for them and, and giving them, I mean, seeing to give them a an actual platform that you're listening to them as to what they want, as opposed to ah, 
that's that they're like this or not like this. And I think you're right. I think I, I'd be I'd be guilty of um, kind of living an awful lot online as well and kind of immersing myself in that kind of online culture and just uh, just watching everything and trying to be part of it and trying to understand where people are coming from, what they're talking about, what matters to them. Because I think we, some advertisers, we, we, we can definitely be guilty of assuming. And I think when you combine youth after a pandemic yeah. and the speed at which online culture changes, you can get left behind like that, <laughs> like something that was relevant, like in, in the meme world, something yeah. that was relevant two weeks ago. And then you have it with TikTok with, with sounds, uh, changes so rapidly and you could like i, I find yeah. my, my wife's a secondary school teacher and she sometimes educates me on what's going on with with 14 15 year olds and then i i kind of tell her she she hears references in school she has no clue yeah. about it, and then i fill her in on it but things are just dramatically changing so quickly for them so i think you're right yeah. i think i think to be able to speak to them on a regular basis it is uh, yeah. immersing yourself in their world and not paying lip surface to it it's it's actually being part of it i think that's so important and i think that's a really good point about the being part of it and sometimes yeah. as advertisers and, and marketeers you don't have to be part of it i mean we get people saying oh we've heard yeah. about this tiktok thing yeah. what do we what we need to be honest and it's like you don't do you know there's no role for mm. you at the moment I mean, we could charge you and, and do a campaign, but it won't land. You yeah. know, you'll be what's the, mm. the, the what we say? You'll be the the uncool uncle dancing at a wedding if you're if you're honest. And mm. um, <laughs> so I think it is having that respect yeah. for the audience and for their spaces and always adding value. So when when it is right, you you do it and you do it in a really collaborative way. We did a really great campaign with um, Goodfellas Pizza Pockets. It was actually one of our first. TikTok campaigns and we actually got a, a, a message from TikTok saying I think it was one of the best performing Irish campaigns um, of that year um, but the, the brand at the time um, they just let mm. us sort of run with this so it was a really open brief we worked with eight influencers and they just did their own thing and it was really natural and it was really authentic so I think having that uh, you know being able to let go and you know not being sort of governed by really restrictive brand rules. That's the only way it will work. Um, and, all, and it always results in the best work, you know? So. Yeah, definitely. And I think what I think brands are kind of slowly coming to terms with is the fact that this is a generation of creators. 100%. This is a generation of people who take things and make them something different. So whereas other generations weren't necessarily like that, they wouldn't take a brand and change it and mold it onto their space and it becomes something completely different. And I think it's brands being willing to like, this is not necessarily a bad thing. Okay, let's let's see where we fit into this and let's let the potential customer also be part of the brand story. You know, if they want to be yeah. and they want to be part of it, it's like, well, there's no point necessarily completely isolating. If we want to talk to these younger people, we have to allow ourselves to be part of this and, and to let them speak to us the way they want to, as opposed to how we expect them to, or we, we want Facebook comments. Yeah. We don't understand what, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know what this real, yeah. this reply or this duet on TikTok. I don't know what this means, but uh, where, where, how many Facebook comments did we get in the monthly yeah. meeting? And it's kind of like, well, where's the value? Yeah. It's like someone went out of their way to make a video and stitch it with your stuff. It's like, that's more valuable yeah. than potentially a bot, you know? For sure. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, and I think sometimes you, it's so funny you mentioned like Facebook comments yeah. and like there are, are all these metrics that we, we try and hit. But at the end of the day, it's brand closeness, you know, and it's positive sentiment and it's it's future proofing the brand. And 
you know, there's ways that you can skew results with, with media buying or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But if you're putting out a brilliant piece of content, you're collaborating with an influencer and it's yeah. funny and 100%, it's landing. 100% couldn't agree more. You know, job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Now that's a, there's a lot of lessons in, in that short piece of space of time. So I feel like uh, you've just imparted major wisdom for, for marketers and agencies uh, uh, right off the bat. Um, am I right to assume then that the ads we're going to see are kind of are examples of of kind of platforms or ads that are that are doing those those kind of genuine campaigns that are that are part of movements? Yeah, I mean, where I'm always really drawn to is advertising that is very future focused in its in its nature and um, advertising that's immersive and um, i don't necessarily like passive advertising like i, I appreciate great art and i uh, appreciate you know all the all the different disciplines but the the type of marketing i like is is stuff that completely you know takes you away from from the real world or um you know you think about it for ages or it becomes part of your life um, and i think you know the metaverse this term that's been thrown around so much and it's like this, oh my god it's this like new thing like the metaverse has been around for young people for so long you know anybody who, who who's who's been a gamer is just this is just what they do and it's going to evolve and show up yes that will change but this idea of living like truly living online as a different person um is something that millions if not billions of people uh, do all over the world um like i think it's one in five uh, we did a big um uh, talk on mm. there a few weeks ago and uh, i can double check this out but i think it's one in five uh worldwide or is a gamer so it's a, a massive space um so i think a lot of the the really progressive thinking is is coming from from that um that sector and i, I know you guys have Fortnite. Someone, someone spoke about Fortnite before in the collaborations, and um, mm. so will I just kick into my 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 first app or my, my yeah that, that's a that's a great tee up yeah. yeah that'd be brilliant. So uh, Fortnite for for those who are listening who, who don't know what it is, it is um what would you call it? It's a it's a battle royale community driven game, and um, millions of people play all over the world, and. Um, I would go as far as to say, I think it's probably the most played um, game in the world daily. Um, they are really clever at switching up uh, how the, the, the game evolves and how the game grows. And you know, every few months, the map, which is essentially the, the island that you play on, completely changes. And they bring in new characters and new weapons and um, like I said, some, I think somebody spoke already about, you know, the, the brand partnerships. So Balenciaga did a partnership where you could actually buy clothes to wear while you're playing the game. But I think what's really interesting about Fortnite as a platform is they've begun to make gaming so mainstream. So I never really was a, a gamer. I actually got into it a little bit during lockdown. I bought a Switch and I'm absolutely shit at it. So I <laughs> so so bad um, but i really appreciate the 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 interest interest intricate interest in, whatever the word is um of um the worlds that they build and the um like how how characters show up and how brands are really seamlessly fitting into into these spaces and something that happened during lockdown and it, i know it was like 
years in the making was uh, an Ariana Grande concert on the Fortnite platform. So Fortnite have collaborated with people like Marshmallow and Travis Scott before. Um, but essentially what you do is uh, you sign up for this free ticket um, you show up as your avatar and you attend this virtual concert. And it isn't just like a sort of a, an act on stage performing. Uh, the Ariana Grande concert was, they, they built this entire environment uh, where you could travel around, listen to her music. There was like a giant Ariana at one stage. You were brought up into the sky and um, back around. So it was like a full 15 minutes, fully immersive piece. Um, and for someone who's never really experienced that, because I, you know, I'm sort of out of that age demographic, um, I was like, you know, the 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 possibilities are are endless. Like they're they're truly endless. You can you can do anything you want, um, in the space. So, I think with the 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 kind of the boom, even the further boom in gaming, I think you know this is where the best advertising is going to be done. Uh, in the next three and five years, um, and, and purely because there is there's no limit to to, to to the imagination to it. So how how do you think um, brands will or obviously they are already, but how do you think that's going to evolve in terms of like it having the best impact by integrating into those? Is is it for example having a a Domino's uh, shop to the side of the Ariana? A gig virtual gig that's going on or is it something deeper than that or all the above i think if you if you think about traditional advertising in, in the sense in terms of what we do so there's out of home and, and print there's tv and there's digital so imagine even if we were just take out of home as a, a discipline or as, a, as an art form and Fortnite, for example are uh, you know we have this huge island What's to stop there being media bought sites in Fortnite that you can create moving 3D out of home pieces that millions of people can see? So you're foregoing potentially print, but you're actually getting a much bigger opportunity to advertise uh, in this digital world. And, you know, obviously everything is, you know, interactive and immersive. So we can click into things, we can do, you know, deeper dives and stuff. Um, so even just how we show up from a traditional um, perspective is something that is, you know, completely, completely different. Um, I also think as well, and we've seen, we begin to see this a lot, is the um, collaborations between clothing brands and um, uh, online communities. So um, obviously Fortnite is really good, but also Animal Crossing uh, launched Ted Baker's line. So Animal Crossing is, a, is almost just like, it's like Fortnite for kids it's actually my favorite game um but it's this fully immersive world <laughs> and um they essentially um yeah they were they were able to launch a full clothing line that you're able to buy and wear you know in terms of your characters so um that's only the the, the tip of the iceberg i think there's going to be so much more in this space um and I'll, I'll begin to talk about it how how else how else the, the metaverse works in some of my other examples and um, but like i said i just think gaming is the space that is about to to, to blow up further I, th I think what's interesting about that is we saw a bit of this with second life in an yeah. early iteration with hillary clinton sorry we were the think were the first agency on on uh, second life the first office oh really amazing yeah um, and I remember Hillary Clinton with running the billboard 
in was it 2000 2008 was it coming up to the primaries um and i remember looking at this and i think what's interesting what i think is really exciting in this space is like when you look at i i i would have played a lot a lot of games growing up i'd be a big open world advocate i prefer that i didn't like the restriction of you have to do this at this time yeah. i like being able to explore explore exploration was the biggest part for me to see what was interesting around the place yeah. and fortnite obviously really leans into that um but what I think is really interesting from an advertising space in in gaming is that I think we haven't we haven't seen what it's going to be. I don't think necessarily. I think I think games sometimes. I think Fortnite's moving away from it. Are, are, they're grounded in our own reality and how we perceive the world. But then also you look at them and it's an, mm-hmm. it's it's like a dream. Things change and things grow and then things build off each other, off yeah. each other, off each other. And I think what's going to be the I. I it, I think and I always used to think this when we were in media as well is this out of home digital TV and these I was like that's going to disappear and I think it's just going to be an experience and yeah. this is what the brand stands for and I think what's really exciting yeah. what I find really exciting is I just we haven't seen it I don't know what it's going to be and I can't wait to see what someone does in this like I'm open to fucking anything yeah. i was like what what are you gonna do and it's when when the brand really gets on board with this to start to allow <laughs> creative people to be like yeah, I live in this space. I know this universe. Here is what you should do. Throw everything out the window. Do this. And I think we're going to, as you said, it's going to blow up. I think yeah. brands are going to going to realize. And I think you're going to start to see this some really interesting stuff. And it's just it's super exciting. Dave, do, do you have, and this might be um, in, in your, your some of your future uh, examples you're going to go through, but how are the audience uh, uh, reacting and that gaming culture reacting to when brands come into their hallowed ground or their their virtual space? Um, I don't I don't have any of the analytics I suppose for for brand work, but um, I know the Balenciaga collaboration was because it, mm-hmm. it's a finite amount of um, yeah. uh, like product you can get, and that was gone within X amount of time. And I also know. You know, I know Ariana Grande isn't necessarily a brand, but she's a brand, but not necessarily the, the type of brand we're talking about. Um, that sold, that it didn't sell out, but it did like the most uh, uh, advanced engagement prior to the show happening. So there's a huge demand, um, I think, for, for anything new. And I, I suppose if you, when you are looking at, the, you know, this, this open worldness, that Fortnite is only one of many. Uh, and people are so engaged in it and any little change that or any little thing that happens you know this is almost like them hanging out in you know wherever you do as a young person and if something happens in that space you want to be part of it um so the there's i've never really seen any major pushback from from fans saying you know they don't want this happening because if you don't want to attend you just don't go you know you just it's it's not yeah it's not it's not disrupting your gameplay or anything like that it's just giving you an added value um, opportunity and i think it's as well it's important that I, I think gamers as an essence or games designers you'd hope won't compromise what makes the game successful to allow advertisers in so it's not the equivalent of say us watching youtube when we were younger and we got to watch youtube yeah. grow and then fucking mid-rolls happened and you're like so yeah. then you have yeah. this yeah. Of, I hate yeah. this. Why? Why is yeah. this a thing? And I think, um, and that's obviously how they monetized it. But I think what will happen from games are are very profitable at the minute anyway. So they're going to be like, yeah, okay, if you want to come into our world, you have to play by our rules, and you don't get to upset 
all of our gamers and then potentially make us not profitable so i think that's going to be it's going to be on the in the game designers to be the curators of how they let people in and knowing their own community and um i think it's a very reactionary generation so i think as you you said earlier it's like you're told within a couple of seconds if something's wrong Um, yeah so i yeah i think it's 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 definitely super interesting it's a fascinating world it really is and uh it's it, it's fascinating scary and exciting uh yeah. all yeah. all kind of in, in in equal measure um and yeah it's 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 uh it's not even a watch the space because it's, it's happening yeah it's, just, happening, it's constantly yeah. changing yeah. exactly yeah. exactly so it's 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 getting it's, get on board the fact like, that it's yeah. in a dig- yeah exactly and it's but it's not in a f- there's nothing physical to remind <laughs> remind you that this is going on because it's all in a digital world exactly. you know so it's it's about getting clued in on it and, yeah, and uh, as you said at the start just living it uh, and, and, and understanding it exactly um thank you for the insights on, on that david and, no, really. and yeah it's, that's I, yeah. I love that I, I genuinely do and i'm excited to see as you said shane what, what what's yeah. what's going to happen and what's what's this you're also it's, it's funny when you're you're expecting a brand to blow blow your socks off but you don't yeah. know what it is yeah. going to be yet you know it's kind of like a Exactly, it's like a weird version of waiting for the Super Bowl ads every yeah, year, or something, yeah. or something, or something like that. So that's great. So, can we see more? What's 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 the next ad? Yeah. Is, it, is it related uh, to this space? Speaking of um, brands that blow your socks off, a brand that I am obsessed with and I've had the privilege of working with. We launched some of their shows in the Nordic markets. Um, is Netflix? Um, I just wow. think globally their marketing is next level. They truly understand culture and how social media works how communication on social media works and i think any good brand enhances their product mm-hmm. with marketing and mm-hmm. um, so i'm going to talk about one um campaign that doritos did it was a partnership with netflix and it was around the launch of, of stranger things and um, i'm probably a little bit biased I, I absolutely love stranger things i think it's one of the best shows to ever come out um, but they Doritos did this really clever um, it, it was almost like a, a, a parallel story to what was going on um, on the show and the, the story goes that back in 1986 there was a tour bus that crashed near Hawkins which is obviously the fictitious town in Stranger mm-hmm. Things um, but they were headed to Doritos Music Fest in 1986 um, and they they kind of coined it as the, the greatest concert that never happened and then for fans of the show they'll know that the reason that this supposed bus disappeared is because it went into the upside down and then now that Netflix has released the show the upside down is, is open again and the show can happen so essentially what happened was if you bought a packet of Doritos you were able to scan the, the barcode and you got to watch this show live from the upside down so they they brought back uh, people like Soft Cell mm-hmm. and Corey Hart so real like nostalgic Amazing. 80s acts but then they also brought in people like Charlie X the X who sort of did her take on, on 80s music mm-hmm. but the whole uh, you know creative aesthetic was so on par with what the show had done um, and for fans of the show I mean I, I don't know if you've seen anything on, on TikTok recently where they're uh, you know they do these conferences like it's full-on hysteria you know like it's there they're, it's a massive show and that the fans are so obsessed but I think for a brand to 
you know, which really is a like a byproduct to play, were able to to showcase this completely parallel story and parallel experience to what Netflix was doing was was really exciting and, and really something. And while it isn't necessarily metaverse, you know, mm-hmm. they're still creating this like, like online world that you can be a part of. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's it's one of my favorite campaigns that I've seen in the last three to six months. Um, and actually I've, I've spoken about it at any opportunity I can get really. <laughs> I love it. I think we have a small snippet we're going to have a quick look at and then, then we'll come back. Dorino's Music Fest 86 was the greatest concert that never happened. The artist scheduled to perform disappeared outside Hawkins, Indiana, and the show was cancelled until now. Corey Hart, Soft Cell, The Go-Go's, and special guest Charlie XCX. Doritos and Stranger Things present live from the Upside Down. Scan a bag, open the portal, enjoy the show. Yeah, that's really cool. I think... I think what's interesting about that is just from talking on from the metaverse is that there's the opportunity for the upside down to be an equivalent space. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that's really interesting Yeah. Um, to play in that. And I, I know you rightly pointed out that the fans of this show are mm-hmm. obsessed with this show. <laughs> yeah, I was watching all the yeah. London Comic Con <laughs> stuff with your man, um, Eddie crying and stuff Eddie. like that. He's yeah. essentially, he's got, yeah. he's yeah. blowing up like and um oh my he's the hero yeah everyone's mad yeah. about him and a uh, great actor his fairness is a cool character um but uh, mm. uh yeah i just think it's it's been we me and everyone were talking about this yesterday i'm talking about, about kate bush and kind of a netflix yeah. business model and i think kate bush is making a quarter of a million pounds a week on streams yeah. now mm-hmm. and we're like Netflix are like, how the fuck do we get some of that money? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like we made that song monstrous, and we've 19 year olds showing their parents Kate Bush being like, I found this, it's on this show, and parents being like, here's the cassette. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's really cool. I think it's, um, yeah, really interesting activation, great way to play in that space. I love the idea of, because uh, music is such a big part of the show, and it's such a big part of particularly TikTok. And like really tapping into that as we've seen yeah it's running up the hill but um yeah i just think yeah it's really really interesting to really commit to it and also what i really love and i don't think enough people do this is i love the little bit of backstory i love the fact that let's make a fit yeah no a bus crash like let's let's make a reason to do this let's not just do it let's pretend the bus crashed let's make the video and i just love that little bit of setup that just shows like an investment into this universe that I think when the brand yeah. does that and it starts to contribute to the universe, the fans really buy in, you know? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Do you know, what, what really impresses me about specifically uh, uh, Netflix when they do collaborations is but they're known as the product placement kings, you know, and, and, and where they're getting, like even Stranger Things, you have your Burger King placements within the show. It's only finished the, the last season of Narcos Mexico and the, the Domino's boxes, nicely and prominently yeah. shown, but not in a, in an uh, really in your face kind of way, and they they just do that so well. And a perfect example is the clip we just saw there, where we see Eddie's guitar uh, as part of the little Easter egg yeah. uh, of the props that that are there, and it all it, that it, I'm I'm always fascinated by that because that straight away there's trust between mm-hmm. the brand and the showrunners that okay well here's actually what's going on in the show 
you need to know this to be able to develop a campaign months, maybe a year in advance to yeah. make sense and, and, and tie them all in together. So it, it just means that beyond the, the, the world of producing the show in itself, there's a parallel world producing the, the advertising marketing. Yeah. They're so intrinsically linked yeah. and it's, it's, you know, they're, 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 they're gold dust in terms of secrets of what's happening in the show. So there's so much trust there. I love that because yeah. it just shows, okay, this goes deep. This is not just a reactive quick thing. This this has been a long time in, in the making. And, and it so, also I find goes so deep. Impressive. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched Stranger Things. The fact <laughs> that it was revealed in season four that the Upside Down is frozen in time. So even to tap into that, the fact that it's mm. it's, it's still in that it's still in that yes. era, it's not it's not actually moving with the world. So the, it would it even makes sense for the concept that the concert would happen yeah. because it's frozen in time. And I just love that buy-in. I just think it's they're really working yeah. together as opposed to just there's Doritos. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you almost forget about the the kind of call to action, which is buy a pack of Doritos. It's almost yeah. like it's you're almost tricked into it, you yeah. know. But because the payoff yeah, yeah. is is so fun and it's so authentic yeah. that you know I think mean, that's the best type of marketing. Yeah. You know, you're the the drive to consumption but actually what you're getting is so much more than just a packet of crisps definitely you know? and i think i yeah, think stranger sure. things because it's so nostalgia based is it's so rife for advertising partnerships with brands that still exist like you take you take game yeah. of thrones as like obviously biggest show on tv when that was on but you could, this fuck all you could do you know there, there wasn't that same yeah. type of connection yeah, pop culture with it <laughs> yeah apart from the starbucks cup yeah, yeah. um but Don't, no drinking it. yeah 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 it doesn't make any sense so like to have a show that taps yeah. into like it's just like yeah we can, you can have so much fun with this and that 80s era is is portrayed now in cinema as a very fun loose kids out on the street like when we were growing up and stuff like that you were just sent out till till it was dark and then you had to come home which is not yeah. the case anymore so it's kind of it, it yeah. allows a brand to be like oh yeah let's go back a little bit to the 80s and kind of let's let's have a bit more fun yeah. you know we can play within these rules and they're not the rules of today you know which i think is interesting yeah yeah they did another campaign which which was a Ryan Reynolds one for Freak. that film was it oh, Furious yeah. Six, six or Underground Fast Six or something? It was yeah. oh Six Underground. Bay. That's that's the one with the Franco brother. Um, so uh, and of course watched it. Ryan yeah. Reynolds blockbuster. Throw it on. Uh, but they did an ad that that literally it literally blew my mind mm. that oh you can do this in advertising where it was a trailer for the the film. Yeah, and then midway through the trailer, they broke the fourth fifth and whatever amount of walls and it showed ryan reynolds in a in a sitting room on set talking to a producer or director uh but describing the tv the samsung tv that looked great the trailer looked great on so it was an ad for the tv within an ad for the show and it my mind just like yeah. literally melted going okay you can do this and obviously we've seen an explosion of that now with with, with yeah. multiple brands in, in the ads uh super bowl is a big big time for that but again to have the bravery and the foresight and planning to do that is just 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 bravo so i think i think we're our minds will be melted by netflix and what they'll come out with for for many campaigns to come sure, awesome. definitely um so that was an that was a brilliant campaign um 
I hope it's not last but last but not least uh, for our third ad, uh, David. Yeah, so finally, I look, I, I had to throw a think out uh, piece <laughs> of work in there to, to round it off. Um, but uh, obviously, the, the first two is is very much the type of work as an agency that we're comfortable with. But we do still appreciate the, you know, the art of a great piece of, of content. Uh, and we were very lucky to, to take uh, and have an opportunity to shoot. I mean, I just think that the Barry's Tea ads are so iconic and they're so part of Irish culture. Um, and it was sort of right before lockdown, maybe like six months, I think. And um, the, the ad is based off a true story, actually, of uh, one of the girls who, who works in Think House. It's called Sisters. Um, so I might just let you watch it and then I can kind of talk you through um, the, the sort of how, how it was executed. That's amazing! It's Brooklyn, not Broadway. Don't forget your big sister when you're famous. When I'm lonely, well, I know I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the one who's lonely without you. And when I come home, Yes, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the one who comes back home to you. But I would walk 500 miles, and I would walk 500 more to be the one who walks a thousand miles to fall down at your door. Yeah, very nice piece. That's so lovely. Falls on all the heartstrings. It's so warm. Yeah. Uh, what's the, What's the background? Well, I, I mean, the background for we've worked with Barry's Tea. Um, I mean, as long as I've been in Think House, I'd say it's 12, 13 years now. Um, and we've we were a lovely relationship with the brand. The team are, are great, and I suppose historically, Barry's Tea ads have always been have had that sort of warm feeling. You know, very much like uh, you know, if you drink a, a cup of Barry's Tea. Um, so we had loads of concepts in our head and um, one of the, the we, we did a bit of a, a deep dive on, on ads, uh, previous Barry's Tea ads. And I don't know if you remember, it was uh, an ad based in New York. I think it was around 1997 and it was of, of sisters and she's on the phone in her like New York apartment and uh, she gets a note from her sister. So. We, we actually reimagined what that would be like um, in, um, you know, 2020. And it's so funny because we spoke about <clears throat> this idea of, you know, virtual calling and WhatsApp and Skype and video calls. And, you know, who knew six months later that it would literally become the most yeah. <laughs> second nature to all of us. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's based on a, a story um, from one of the girls in, in work and, uh, essentially what happened was her, her sister went to New York to um, pursue acting and she got a part in a, in a small theatre in Brooklyn and then she was surprised by her sister when she got there. So we just thought that relationship that that, that sisters have and that surprise element and then really focusing on you know how relationships can still thrive in this in this modern world you know and there's people who I, you know, would say are, I'm friends with or, or, you know, colleagues that I may have never met before, but we've developed a relationship over Zoom or whatever. So mm -hmm. we were focusing on that before that even became a thing. And it, it was something that, you know, young people did and, you know, young people continue to do. So, um, yeah, for, for us, it was just using, a lovely story. Using the product as your link to home and 
almost a threat in that ad where the last tea bag is is that link being mm, severed yeah. almost like yeah <laughs> I, I have obviously uh, like most people have, have, a, have a, a sibling in in london and i know the impact of them bringing that food the irish food back with them shane you've yeah. actually gone abroad so what's it like from a visceral sense for, for me anyway that's what i was going to say i don't drink tea right so oh, yeah okay but no 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 no, no. but i mean Hates i mean what, what i like about this so instantly <laughs> from a customer point of view i'm like i don't barry lines i don't i don't drink tea right but yeah, yeah. this ad makes me feel something right so it doesn't matter <laughs> uh like what i and, and i think it's from living abroad and having done a long distance relationship with my wife and then following her over and then living completely mm. isolated where we knew no one. Um, and then having those phone calls and trying to come back from Christmas and not being able to go back. And all you really want to see is your family. And there's this, there's this honesty in this, uh, this piece of work that it just hits with me. It's just so, I find it really pure and it makes sense that it's a real story. That makes so much sense to me because this feels like it could be a different experience I've had with someone else. It could be an experience my wife has had with me. It doesn't, it's not, uh, for me, it doesn't live and die by the sisters themselves. It just lives and dies by how it makes me feel. And your choice yeah. in music is phenomenal. Can I just say, <laughs> um, I just... Yeah, I just think I love it. I, I remember I remember seeing this on TV and it was one of those weird ads where I was like, I don't know why this this is getting to me. This is very nice. I'm like, do you know what I mean? I just like it made me feel a ways that an awful lot of advertising doesn't. Yeah. I just think it's executed very well. I think it's 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 a lovely piece. So fair well, thank you. And there was there was a huge team that that worked on it and there was uh, Nick Kelly was there, was our director. Um he did some great work um was the, the drummer and the keeper his film was fab um, but I think you're right and I think look the, the best advertising comes from a, a truth as well and uh, uh, and um, you know if you can relate to something and not necessarily always the product but the story or the situation um, you know you're, you're, you're kind of already starting on the, on the right foot um, yeah. But yeah no it was a, it was a great ad to, to be shot it between Brooklyn and Dublin and um, so, yeah, really interesting uh, piece of work and really, really great fun. I love the iconic um, that shot of the Brooklyn Bridge and uh, that, that 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 angle. And the there was a I know we were talking about how the, the, the ad is warm in terms of emotions, mm -hmm. but but it actually looked warm as well. So like the, the lighting and the coloring uh, job that was that was clearly done, especially for the last home. Yeah, that that felt like in a weird way it was reflective of of the feeling a, a good warm cup of tea yeah. gives you in, in your in your stomach because that that kind of a kind of that kind of hug so I, I thought that was that really lent itself really nicely nicely into the piece um as what i think is also interesting about this piece is it's such a nice story i could remove barry's from it and i could put something else on it and it would still be a real, you know what I mean? That's how, that's how truthful the story yeah. is. Yeah, like, cause Barry's doesn't feel forced into it. They're just drinking yeah. tea. You know what I mean? And that's what a lot of people, most people do. So I love the fact that like you could, you, it's so well told and the brand is so perfectly positioned in it that you could put another brand on it and it would still yeah. work. Cause that's how nice yeah. the piece yeah. is. You know, I just think that's really nice from a, especially from a filmmaking point of view. I just think that shows that the work really holds up. 
yeah you know as a piece in my opinion anyway david random question uh, after working on the barry's brand which which you know has its own legacy of marketing you know the the train set ad at christmas and and things like that i'm a barry's tea drinker yeah. uh, and i have to have one after dinner uh, and with my lunch it's you know it's the meal is not are you looking for free tea uh, well, you know, I think he is. <laughs> you know where to send it. Uh, but uh, along with the free tea, I I didn't grow up as a Barry's drinker. I grew up in a Lions mm. house. Is this a thing that you come across with the brand a lot, where people switch alliances, or is that just you know an odd thing that we've done? Uh, you are the first person I've ever heard that has switched from Barry's to Lions, and I and I'm, and I'm, and I'm... no, no, I've gone from Lions to oh, Barry's. Lions to Barry, yeah. So do you know what we we look after and we launched actually all of Barry's tea social media and I mean we, we talk about the fans of Stranger Things the fans of Barry's tea are they are obsessed <laughs> there it's like it's an obsession <laughs> they will die by the brand um, and you know we manage the, the Facebook and uh, Instagram and like the comments we get on on the posts and it's not just from people in Ireland it's, it's from people all over the world so. Um, of course, I think rooted in Irish culture, it's like barriers are lines, barriers are lines. But um, I truly think people, you know, once they start drinking it and they're they're brought up drinking it, it's rarely do do people do people switch. Um, yeah, and I think it is. I mean, advertising plays a part from that. I mean, we're only we're part of a legacy of different agencies who've, who've worked on on Barry's tea, and I think. You know, the, the marketing team down in Cork are so passionate about the brand and how the brand shows up. And, you know, it's not just a TV ad. It's something that will be part of Irish culture for years to come. And, you know, that that's how they think. And um, I think it's that, that that keeps Barry's Tea fans and, and drinkers just so connected. And and they always will, you know. It, it'll, it'll always be a generational yeah. thing and it's past down you know, from parents to kids and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Aaron, give us a little bit of insight here, Aaron. Why did you change? Because this is going to be the Barry's yeah. team will want to know this. You know, like, I, I think it was very, very, very good point. Uh, it was around, I think it was around college time. Mm. And I, I must have right. got, got a, I, 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 the, the, the box that was in the ad, the red, the red Barry's tea. Uh, and it was like, oh, I don't know, I'm a Lions drinker mm. who bought the Barry's, but started drinking it. And... Then I actually had, whenever I'd go home, there'd be still the Lions Pyramid bags in, in the house. And genuine, you can tell you can tell the difference from the taste. Yeah. It doesn't taste as nice uh, at all. And I, I get a real taste of tea because I take it, I take my tea black. I don't have any milk in it. So like you you can notice the difference straight away. And anytime now I have a, a Lions, um, no offense, Unilever, but I, I think... It, are you it written out of the will now? To, are you out of the will completely? <laughs> no. <laughs> but even there was, a, there was another, there was a, I think there was a, a Robinson's bag, you know, one of the drawstring bags. And I made my myself, my wife, there's two of those bags and I just made the tea just to use them up in the house. And she literally like, didn't tell her that I changed the tea bag around and she was like, what is this? What, what did you do to the tea? And she literally goes, no, that's that's not too much finish out to And she went around and she started the divorce so proceedings. Like, that's how, that's how, that's how, like, it's not just a psychological thing. It's genuinely, it, it tastes yeah. better. And yeah, there's no going back. Once you go Barry's, that's it. That's right? it. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Dave, there were uh, an amazing selection of ads as well as insights mm. into uh, literally a whole new world uh, of 
of possibilities. So thank you so much for your expertise and bringing those to the table. If uh, people want to kind of track a little bit more what Think House is about or even get in touch with you, what's the best way to, 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 to shout out to you? Yeah, you can drop me uh, an email. No, just get me, get me on TikTok. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, can, you can drop me a mail. I'm, I'm Dave at thinkhousehq.com. That's amazing. Brilliant, Dave. Thank you so much again for, for having for your me, time. guys. That was great uh, fun. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, and if anyone was listening and wanted to kind of see some of those ads or examples, you can watch the full episode on workwithfo.e forward slash podcast. Uh, like, subscribe and give all the all the love online to whatever platform you're streaming this on. Uh, but until next time, Dave, Shane, thank you so much and all the best. Thanks, guys. Thanks.